Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the LYF podcast. Monica here, and I'm super grateful, delighted, honored uh, to be featuring Shane McIntyre. He is going to be our teammate spotlight of the month, Um, and we're going to get to know his story a little bit more, just get to know how his love for writing came to be. Um, and just again, to get to know his story a little bit deeper. Um, he's been such a, uh, integral teammate, uh, this past year. And it's just, again, so wonderful to get to hear him a little bit more and get everybody to get to know him more. So hi, Shane. Hi. (laughs) I'm, I'm super happy to be here. Yeah, thank you for for being on here with me. So, you've asked you've answered this question millions of times already. <laughs> but to add another another uh to get to know it a little bit more, what is it that you love about yourself? Um and how has that helped you in your life? Uh, maybe it's different from something you've said in the past because that can be a very evolving question. So, uh yeah, I mean, it's it's that is one of those constantly evolving things um and i think on the self-love journey i find more and more um that i i used to say perseverance a lot um you know was my ability to kind of just stick it out and deal with things and work through things um but honestly i think recently it's been more of a willingness to be open with people um Mm -hmm. to be more vulnerable with people because it's something i always had a hard time doing and it's something that I've always struggled with. And I think it's something that is hard to do, but it's something I've gotten better at and something that I've gotten used to. And um, recently that I think is is one thing that I love about myself because I think it's something that the world probably needs more of. Absolutely. That's, that's so beautiful for you to acknowledge that within yourself because that shows so much growth, right? That you've, you've had to go through to get to this point. Um, so bravo. I think that shows tremendous courage, um, resiliency too, because we, you know, with time we realize that we, we need one another and it's through that heart connection that we can build stronger connections within ourselves and then with other people. So that's amazing to hear. 
<laughs> yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it's it's hard. It's it's definitely difficult, but um, you know, it's it's an important lesson to learn. At least it was for me, and uh, yeah, learning to open up and learning to rely on other people more often, and learning to kind of be willing to trust is is always difficult to do, and it's something I I have a hard time with. It's something a lot of people have a hard time with, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's I think what I'm most proud of now. Yeah. Let's be, like, like I said, it's, it's uh shows tremendous courage. So yeah, I'm grateful to hear this. <laughs> so Shane, um, let's talk a little bit more now um, about how you found the Love Yourself Foundation and kind of that story. And, and then we'll expand a little bit later on on your writing. Yeah, sure. So when I first started getting involved with LYF was actually through UNLV. Um, it was there was the COLA internship program, and I knew that I needed a little more experience in the field of professional writing to uh, kind of get on with my career because at that point my novels were. Uh, really not doing well in terms of sales and it became clear it's like okay this isn't going to be viable to like pay rent or anything like that so I really quickly had to kind of pivot and figure out like okay what am I going to do and so I started looking for to see if internships were out there um, and pretty quickly I found the COLA internship program uh, it was uh something that I wasn't 100% sure if I was interested in the kinds of internships they were offering, but I kept going back and seeing like, well, let's let's see what else is out there. But after I started searching, I found uh, the listing from the Love Yourself Foundation. And I said, okay, um, that's definitely different from everything else they had. And it sounded a lot more interesting and a lot more intriguing than some of the other stuff that was being offered. And uh, so I decided to apply. And, you know, and, and here I am all these months later now, just you know, volunteering and, and not working as an intern anymore. And I found that LYF has been a, a huge part of that journey for me. Mm. Yeah. So I remember it well, you know, connecting with you initially and then the the interview that we had. And um, I just remember feeling tremendous just passion from you and that willingness to expand and learn and grow you know and i think that's why it's it's worked out so well that you've continued with us and expanded in different ways right than what you then what you originally came on the team with which you know you're still writing but it's 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 evolved Mm -hmm. in a different different way so it's it's such a joy for me to see your skill set continue to expand yeah, that was, um, and that was one thing I wasn't sure that I was going to see. I mean, I was sure I was going to gain a lot of like writing experience and writing in pretty much in ways I was used to. But um, like recently, we've been looking for grants to apply for and things to do. And so that was, um, it was definitely one way I didn't know I was going to get to use my writing uh skills but that was something I was super proud of and it was probably one of the things I was most proud of to get involved in in that way um and it's and it's kind of continued to grow and I'm super excited to see what comes next yeah yeah so yeah Shane originally he came on doing blog writing and our newsletter um and then with when he graduated um internship ended and he decided to stay with us um and 
he's still blog blog writing and but now is uh, also become our grant writer and also helping with the relaunching of our Twitter account um, on social media. So, I mean, just to talk about the grant, we, we, we just we worked on for about a couple months um, extensively on and we were able to submit it on March 31st. Um, and we couldn't have done it without Shane, that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, putting all of our ideas and thoughts on paper and making it sound so eloquent and just cohesive. So, again, so grateful of, of your contribution, Shane. And, and I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, I think that it's, uh, like I said, it's one of the things that I've been most proud of, I think, in terms of my writing, um, was getting the chance to do that, because it was, uh, it, it's it's always interesting whenever I write something, is that sometimes, I, if I'm working on a story, or if I'm working on a poem, or if I'm working on a novel or something, I will, uh, you know, you put it out in the world, and sometimes you, you get feedback, sometimes you get nothing at all, sometimes you're just kind of wondering what happened to it you know you put it out there and you feel like your writing is going to take on a life of its own and then um, instead you end up with like it's kind of out there in the void somewhere and you don't really know what happened to it but with the grant it was um, it was kind of interesting because it was one of the first times I sat down and had a really transformative feeling Mm. Um, of what is, what am I, uh, you know, not just like, what am I doing, but it's for a purpose. Like this is going to do real good in the world somewhere and it's going to help people. And that was probably the best feeling that I ever could have gotten from it. Mm. Ah, that's so great to hear. Uh, truly. I'm so happy to hear that Shane and, yeah, you know, we're still, we're still waiting to see what's going to happen with this application. Um, sure we'll find out soon but even you know just the whole journey of going through that whole thing was uh very good for all of us right and just very mm-hmm. very such a learning experience so for to many more to come so so yeah. excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um you know it's it was definitely a lot of teamwork um every, i think everybody really came together in a special way and it, and it felt good so i i still have a a tremendously high a good feeling about it i think that it's gonna i really think we have it um but you know we'll see what happens um but yeah i mean we we all put in a lot of work a lot of late nights a lot of early mornings <laughs> um, a lot of early morning meetings um but you know it was uh i'm super grateful to everybody who was involved um, mm-hmm. for you for bringing it to us and then i got the chance to work on it and jr did a lot of the research and that was amazing and may may did a lot of great editing for it and mm-hmm. uh, suggesting where could go with it and and everybody just kind of came together as a team and it felt amazing mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah I, I have i i have a good feeling about it too i do too so we'll see where it leads us but but yeah shane so let's dive a little bit deeper now um about writing and like your love for it but a step further and and sharing with us how has your writing just helped you like grow through life, um, be there for you in those difficult moments? Um, and if there's any moment in particular that you would like to to share to where the writing was just there and thank God that the writing was there for you. Yeah, you know, there were um, 
there were a, a lot of moments like that, a lot of little moments. Um, but I think that the one that really came through more than anything else, and this goes back to high school, uh, I was working on a creative project for an English class. And it was a, a student teacher at that point as part of their college program was there uh, taking over the class for the regular teacher. Um, and he gave us this assignment. And, you know, the assignment was to take part of a uh, Shakespearean tragedy called Macbeth and to take part of Macbeth and to write our own scene for it. And it was mm -hmm. one of the first times that I had had that kind of creative freedom with a project because so much of high school was uh, just, you know, we're going to read this book and then you're going to write a paper about it and you're going to learn MLA style. And that's basically all it was. Um, but this was a, one of the first times I had encountered like a really, truly creative project. And I um I really kind of went nuts with it. I spent the whole weekend working on it. And by the time class came around, I had this full five or six page scene. And uh, the teacher, I remember very clearly, uh, he read it and he kind of excitedly looked at me. He's like, oh, but are you taking creative writing classes? And I said, well, no, I'm, I'm not. I don't, I didn't know if we even had those at that high school at the time. And uh, he, he said, well, you know, you are a writer. You need to keep this up. Um, mm -hmm. And that was, and that was the first time anybody ever said something like that to me. Um, I, I never had that happen before and in anything I did. Um, and it was the first time I was truly excited about it. And I just kind of kept going. And, you know, poetry became short stories and short stories became novels. And um, bit by bit, it got a little bit better and a little bit better. And it's the one thing that I keep coming back to. Um, and it's and it's been a true lifesaver, I think, in that way, because it kind of gave me an outlet. It, it told me that, yes, there's some reason to all of this, um, you know, whereas I had friends who, you know, did this or that or they had this hobby or that hobby. And, and I just didn't have that until I came across writing and realized it was something I could do. And it's yeah. the one thing that I've. Uh, come back to again and again in, in times of depression or in times of, of upset or turmoil in my own life. It's that one thing that's always been there. And it's the one thing that I know I can do, you know, def <laughs> definitively. And it's something I don't have to, you know, almost doubt myself with. It's that one thing that I'm like, okay, I could do this. I'm super confident in this. And having that has, um, yeah, it's been a lifesaver. You know, I can't, I can't imagine a life where I wasn't writing. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And it's, and as you're sharing that story with your teacher, the importance, right, of having someone believe in you um, and the impact that has in moments where you might not see it fully yourself, like the gift that you have, but that, that action, that, that kindness really in pointing something mm -hmm. out like that is tremendous because it changes your life. <laughs> and, and I know we've talked about mentors, the importance of mentors in the past within LYF, but kind of reinforces that how important it is to have those figures in our life to show us the way when we don't see it yet for ourselves a hundred percent. Yeah, it's very true. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I tried to go out of my way to say the same thing myself as, uh, or at least for, for other people, you know, whenever I see somebody doing something and I'll try to compliment them on it for that reason. Cause I, you know, I kind of remember what it was like to be in that place, um, mm -hmm. you know, to be alone or to be lonely and to, 
and to basically feel like you don't really have anything to offer and then to have somebody come along and say, no, this is it. You have a gift. You need to use this and you need to go and, and do this. And it, it felt amazing. Yes. And, um, and you never know what somebody's going through in their life or at what stage of their life they're in or what maybe they need to hear that. And so, you know, whether I've said it before, I, I try to say it, um, you know, every time to my friends or even just to people, if I, you know, classmates or coworkers or some, if I see them doing something and they're, and I'll let them know like, hey, wow, that's amazing. You know, that's really cool. Um, or I'll try to compliment them on it because um, in that moment, you know, outwardly people might not have noticed it, but like I, I desperately needed to hear that even if I didn't realize how badly I needed to hear it myself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a, when you start to, what I've learned so far anyway, like in my experience too, it's as you're starting to pick up on the things that, that you enjoy doing or that, that make you shine. Um, and maybe you start catching on to it. It's still a very vulnerable place to be in. It's so it's that type of encouragement like you do when you can, it's just, it's essential because it's either in that space, you can either encourage someone to keep going or if you, you know, if a person does the opposite and says some negative words to someone and that can really try like just damage the person and and even cause the person not to move forward right with whatever that special thing might be um, which reinforces how important words are and the energy that we put in when we communicate with other people and to be to do our very best and being intentional with our words and again with that to to be mindful of what you said that we don't know what people are going through. So because we don't know, why not just be kind <laughs> and give some positive uh, energy forward? Yeah, it, it certainly, it certainly seems to be the better way to go about things. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a lot of people have a hard time catching on to that one, but it's, um, it's so much better for everyone and it's so much easier to just smile and say something nice than it is to, to be upset or mean about it. It's, mm -hmm. um, and, and like I said, you, you never know, um, you know, it could be something that somebody carries with them forever. You know, maybe they, you know, it almost doesn't seem possible, but like I said, at that point in my life, um, I couldn't remember anybody ever giving me a compliment before or anybody ever telling me like, Hey, you're good at this or you're good at that. And so for me, all these years later, um, it's something that has still stuck with me um, because it's been a long, long time since that happened. I, I've been out of high school. I graduated high school in 2012. So it's mm -hmm, not, mm -hmm. um, almost 10 years later. Um, I, I still remember that moment. It still comes back to me every now and then when I have some kind of self-doubt. Um, and, and it's almost hard to imagine what might have happened had the, the teacher not said that or had they taken a different path and said, eh, you know what, this isn't very good. You might want to, you know, not quit your day job. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's always easier and it's always better to give words of encouragement, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, it's just that, that again, that, that, that space is so such a vulnerable place and uh, it's just like plants, you know, when we think of a plant, it's got to tend to it, nurture it. And when it's that little sapling 
or, you know, baby plant, it's, it's, that's such a beautiful space, but it's vulnerable because if you come in and feed it some poison, then at that point it's dead. Right. So, but in that space of it being a tiny little plant, giving that love, that attention, that nurturing energy is essential for it to keep growing. And humans were the same. There's, I remember there's this funny meme saying that humans were just like plants. We just have more complicated emotions. <laughs> and I, I agree with that statement personally, because we are always growing and yes, we do need water and sunlight, but words are, uh, are nutrient our nutrient energy and very nutrient energy too. So yeah, words are often nourishment. I found. <laughs> Absolutely. And as you, as a writer, you know that very well. <laughs> yes. certainly. <laughs> so Shane, tell us a little bit more about, I would love to learn more about the journey that you've been on in writing your, your novels. Um, I know that doesn't, that takes a lot of guts. So what, um, what, um, what was the turning point in that or, uh, anything that you'd like to share in that journey? You know, I've always, I think that the first thing that when I really started getting into writing seriously, as opposed to just kind of casually doing it was, um, was doing a lot of reading, um, and just constantly reading because good reading leads to good writing is what I found. And I think it's the best thing that anybody could do short of just, you know, either picking up pen and paper or, or going to the typewriter and just do, or the keyboard and just doing it. Um, but you know, for me, the journey of, of beginning as a novelist and getting into writing like that has been, um, God, it's such a it, it's such a weird thing. It was such a weird thing the way that all that happened. I I started reading a lot and reading obsessively, and I I used to read a couple of books a week, and then I got to a point where I think it was I believe it was Stephen King who said that you should I, it might have been him or it may have been Ray Bradbury. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think that they had said that you should read until you you know start to get your own ideas, and then you should just act on it and just write. Um, and that's kind of what happened to me is that I started reading a lot and I started to get ideas. And before I knew it, I was writing them all down and I was writing uh, short stories. And then sometimes I was just writing half ideas here and there. And and eventually I just had the, the idea to write this novel um, that was a psychological horror novel um, that goes, and this is gonna be, uh, it's pretty morbid, it's pretty twisted at some points, but basically the story went that um, a woman who was, was dealing with her abusive husband ended up murdering him, and then her and her sister and her sister's husband try to hide the body, and they go, <laughs> and they go on with their lives afterwards. Um, Did they ever get and, caught, or is that part? Uh, of <laughs> they were almost. They were almost caught, and then the, the spoiler, spoiler, but they they do end up getting away with it at the end. Um, and it's uh, <laughs> it was basically just about this the psychological breakdown of of processing something like that happening, and and how do they deal with it? That even even in a, a very what I felt would have been justified if ever there was going to be a justified situation for something like that to happen that they were, um, that they still couldn't process it psychologically and they had trouble dealing with it. And it ends up being kind of their downfall, almost like fall of the house of Usher a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But they, you know, or crime and punishment would probably be a closer example, but 
yeah i and i don't even really know what triggered it it was so weird because sometimes mm -hmm. i had a lot of ideas that i thought were going to be good ideas for writing a novel and then they just you start to write them and sometimes it just doesn't feel right where it's like you know this yeah this isn't the one yeah this isn't the one and then sometimes you get that idea that usually comes from nowhere and it just it just sticks you know i wrote the first two thousand words of it in in one sitting and then wow. I, I came back the next day and I wrote another 2000 words and third day and it just kind of continued on and before I knew it I was like 30 or 40,000 words into it and it was like oh wow. okay so this is a yeah after like a month I was like okay so this is a, a thing this is happening this is real mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of went from there uh, and you know for me that's the best advice I can give anybody wanting to get going in it is just read you know, read until the ideas come and then start writing and keep reading and it'll, you'll get there eventually. Yeah. All the hardest part is just to start always. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's incredible, Shane. And you were doing that while going to college, correct? Yeah. And yeah. I was also, when I, when I started that first novel, I was, yeah, I was going, I was still at CSN. This is right before I transferred over to UNLV. Um, literally the semester before and I started yeah I started writing and I was going to CSN full-time I also was working full-time and that was it was kind of a mess but you know I, I got out there in the end yeah <laughs> I think it's it's hard it's it's not easy I I always kind of I'm not a big fan of those um advice videos or motivation videos when people are like oh just do it you know just just make the time for it. well sometimes you can't make the time sometimes there is no time because you still have to sleep and eat and have a social life of some kind or else you'll go nuts mm -hmm. um but you know it's it was it was bit by bit um i've always found that it's you know slow and steady wins the race you know just Absolutely. just fitting it in when i could and that's that's basically what it looked like because i'd get home from uh, from either from school or work and I would just I'd sit down and even if I had to sacrifice maybe an hour here or there of sleep or something else that's how I would get it done and mm -hmm. eventually it came together yeah that's amazing and so inspiring and so you've written how many books I've got two novels, two novels. in publication uh, mm -hmm. and I am right, right now what I'm hoping to do is I think that uh, this fall, by the fall, I want to kind of really revamp my writing career. I want to kind of get back into it in a serious way because I've had a sequel to my second novel that I've been working on um, just slow and steady bit by bit for a long time now. And it's really shaping up into something special. And I've had another novel I'm working on at the same time. So um, ideally by the fall, I think I spoke about it on Instagram at one point, but I, I'm definitely going to be hopefully by the fall releasing a couple of more novels so that's amazing any any uh can you give us a little teaser on what these topics are what the themes are going to be um yeah sure so i am the sequel novel um to my second novel the pagoda is going to be a a continuation of the main character's story on her own journey. Um, she's been through a lot, and I wrote that first novel based on uh, a lot of my own trauma after the death of my grandfather. So that's what a lot of it was representative of. And um, I've grown since then, and so we're picking up with her a few years later to see where her next uh, journey takes her. Um, yeah. And it's going to be 
uh, it's another dark horror novel, but you know, we will, uh, you know, I, I hope that I'm not quite finished yet. I can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel for this, uh, for this book. And so I, I hope that she finds it by the end, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the second novel is, um, you know, I'm really not sure what it's going to be yet. I, I've written a few chapters out of it, and it's another, uh, not quite a horror novel, but this one's more set in the post-apocalypse. And, you know, after 2020, it's like, oh, gee, I wonder why that happened. But uh, <laughs> that, that thought kind of came out of nowhere. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of waiting for that one to shape up. Yeah. Uh, so, like, sometimes I'll do that. I'll write a thousand words here or, or 500 words there and the story kind of slowly starts to take shape before I really start to like outline or do anything else and then um, so I'm not really sure where that book's going to go but uh, we will we will see. Mm-hmm. That's amazing it's so it's captivating you know just to hear about your process and the inspiration that goes into it um, and just the just to how magical it really is, right? Like you're creating a whole different world with your mind and no. So it's amazing. So thank you. Thanks so much for sharing that process. And I'm excited to see you see it out for the world to see. (laughs) So am I. I. Yeah, it'll be, it's, it's been a long time coming. I think I've been slowly chipping away at that, at that sequel for, Oh God, probably. I think I started writing little parts of it when that second novel came out in summer of 2018. So it's, I've been writing a chapter here and a chapter there and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm interested to see it out there on the loose and in the world and see how people respond to it. Absolutely. Um, And what's coming in my mind right now uh, is to, if you can talk a little bit about you know how at LYF we I mean we're here to support folks in you know whatever part in their life that they're in but especially in those transitionary points right like I can attest to me myself and whenever I've been in those transitions it's not always fun and it's not always easy (laughs) it's quite the opposite it can be very daunting Um, But I find like just hearing about your story, Shane, and the time that I've gotten to know you, um, I feel like you've done excellent, really. And in persevering through those transitionary points in your own life, um, despite, right, like, I remember when um, you were going to, you know, talking about graduation, uh, UNLV graduation, and how wild it is, right? That it's in the middle of this pandemic. Um, and, but yet, you know, still going obviously through with it and then putting yourself out there in the job market. And despite all this opposition, things have been working out, right? So what can you say to someone that maybe they're in that type of limbo phase and it's hard right now for them, you know, like it's hard to find that hope or, Anything that you've learned that's helped you that you could share right now? Um, you know, the the one thing that comes to mind immediately, um, especially when thinking of LYF and what that has kind of meant to me along the way is that, you know, you need to have, even if you're not feeling it or even if you're not doing well, you need to have some kind of positive reinforcement in your life. Um, 
and for me that was LYF. Um, I definitely, one of the reasons why these novels have taken so long, particularly why I haven't, because for a while there I was like knocking out like one a year or I was like, I'd have one a year and then I would draft something else, but I was, I was just kind of like knocking them out left, right and center. And then my, you know, I was dealing with a lot between um, even before the pandemic, I wasn't really dealing with the death of my grandfather well, and it took me a long time to really mourn for him. And um, I wasn't in a good, healthy mindset, but, you know, a lot of what I learned through LYF, it, it helped me along the journey. Um, and uh, my advice for people who are out there and who are dealing with stuff is that first of all they need to find that positive reinforcement maybe before they do anything else before they try to work on themselves they have to get their mindset right and um there's and i you know i hope you'll excuse my language on this one but there's a lot of bullshit merchants out there there's a lot mm -hmm. of people who will try to sell you something and tell you like no this is the way you gotta you gotta buy into this or you have to buy into that or you have to like um you know, or, or even people who will try to, um, you know, tell you that, oh, you just, you know, you just need to kind of toughen up and you just have to kind of deal with it. And it's like, well, it's not how we deal with things. Um, you know, you, you have to deal with things in a healthy way. And one of the first ways to do it is to kind of get your mindset right and kind of recognize that this is what I've been through. Um, and this is what I'm going to go through now, trying to get to the other side of this. And for me, LYF was a was a huge difference maker in my life. It was I I don't sometimes I don't even see myself as the same person in the mirror when I consider where I was um, before our first interview versus where I am now. Hmm. Um, because I've started writing again, and it was something I wasn't doing for a long time. And once I started working on the blog posts and really taking time to reflect on myself, um, the person I was, the person I am now, it's it's like you know night and day. It's like two different people sometimes. And I you know I find myself, and and of course we're all going to struggle. You know, there's no one solution to it. Um, but LYF was a a almost like transitional home on that journey from where I am, where I was to where I am now. Um, and so for people who are going through it, I would say find that community. Um, yeah. And LYF is a great place to start. It's it's a fantastic place for them to start on that. Um, you know, whether it's just, uh, you know, showing up and going to the events or, you know, tuning into our social medias or reading the blogs, or mm -hmm. um, we have a very cool membership program that just, that just, kind of got going and just got started, just launched, um, you know, for people to, uh, you know, get access to uh, some really awesome people and some really awesome stuff. And I, I would highly encourage people to get involved if that's what they feel like they need at this point. And I think it's something that everybody does need um, because it's, it's, it was, I'm probably going to sound like I'm repeating myself at this point, but it's just thinking off the top of my head. It's, it was just, it was the difference maker. Mm -hmm. um, and for those people who are going through it, like I said, getting involved in uh, some kind of community of some kind, be it LYF, or even if they're just re-engaging with their friends or people that they haven't been around in a long time, or maybe even going out and making new friends. I know during the pandemic that was, uh, super hard because I even I lost contact with a lot of people and sometimes just you know hearing your friend's voice through a um, through like an Xbox you know party chat while playing a video game is not the same as actually being in a room with somebody or being out with someone 
Um, and it was a hard time for all of us. Mm-hmm. It was it's it was a really difficult time, and I think that maybe that should be the first step is acknowledging that this was a difficult thing that we've all just been through, and that we're still going through for for God knows how long this thing is going to get dragged on for. Um, but uh, there's that first acknowledging it, and then getting involved in some kind of a community, and then I would say um, figure out what you really love is something else for me it's always been writing and you know one day i would love to be a a full-time novelist and just do that for a living but um you know for now i i found myself a job and things got better Um, but it didn't start until i found that positive mindset Um, it didn't start until i felt like i belonged somewhere like i would you know if if there wasn't a tomorrow that for me i would be missed and that thing and that sometimes is um God, it's something that you don't even, it's something you don't even like to think about. It's something I don't like to think about, but, um, you know, that's probably the worst mindset to get into, um, that if you dropped out of society, that it would be okay. And, and I've been to that place. And what I would say to them is just don't, is, is that they have to find a place where they can get involved and engaged and that they need to get into that right mindset. And then, um, for me, have finding the LYF community was a, it, it made the difference. Ah, thank you for sharing all that, Shane. It's, uh, it warms my heart on so many levels. Um, and I'm just grateful that Love Yourself Foundation could be that, you know, and, and that's what it's always been meant to be is to be that, that safe haven for folks to feel safe to be themselves no matter where you're at right no matter where you're at in your life and knowing that it's okay it's all right um and that you're not alone and so I'm, again so grateful that um LYF has helped you in the ways that it has and continues to and you've helped it grow so much so i mean so grateful of all your contributions Shane um They've been invaluable, truly, uh, truly, truly, truly. Um, and it's so wonderful that how it all worked out. And it's so interesting because I I went, I think it was like, what, five months or so before actually meeting Shane in person <laughs> because we had to do, every, you know, we've been obviously over remote because of the pandemic. And so but it was wonderful just to even have the technology to connect um, even during a pandemic. And then how amazing it was when we finally got to meet in person and now we get to congregate for the events and, and just co-creating all that, that magic together. So just, uh, yeah, thank you, Shane, for, for being that voice, for believing in yourself, because really it comes down to, like you're saying that, that mental shift, because without you choosing to, without you not choosing to change your mind, then you wouldn't see the opportunities. But by you taking that proactive approach to changing things for yourself, then at that point you become attentive to be able to see what's there for you. And thank goodness, because if you hadn't applied we wouldn't have found you. <laughs> so thank you for that perseverance. Um, and same goes for any, you know, folks out there, like no matter what you're going through, remembering that by believing in yourself, 
then the universe will match you with the opportunities, with the people, with everything that's waiting for you to experience. Yeah, I'm just I'm just glad that I could help out. <laughs> I mean, I think that that was um, I I always try to give back, and I'm glad I've been able to do that, and that I've had the opportunity to do it. Absolutely, and like I said, you've been invaluable, truly. So just thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being you. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> awesome, Shane. Well. Anything else that you would like to share um, before we hop off? Um, you know, I would, um, I would just say the one thing I'd want to say, and it's the same way that I try to end a lot of my blog posts, um, is just reminding people that it's going to be okay. You know, whatever, whatever you're going through right now, it's, um, it's only temporary. You know, it's the beautiful thing about life is that, you know, that this, the clouds come, but, you know, eventually the sun will shine again and it's, you, you have to hang in there. Yes, 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 yes. And, um, and I know, I remember you, you your, your blog article, um, what was it titled? The gift that you are something like that um, it was the yeah it was the gift you have the gift um, you have mm -hmm. yes because i was i was quoting you on that one so <laughs> um, it was another it was another one of those moments where i remember it was during that first um virtual event at at ferguson's and i remember that at the at the end of the event um you you gave your your last um you, you know, you gave your last thoughts on it. And I remember I, I it's one of those things kind of like, just like when my teacher told me that like, you have to write, you have to do this. Um, I remember you saying that, that the gift you have is the gift we need to hear. And I was, and I, that one was one of those quotes that like all the way up to writing the grant, it was, it just stuck with me. Um, and it was, it's something that every now and then I still think about it just occasionally will kind of pop up in, in the back mm -hmm. of my mind. And it was such a beautiful moment. And I was like, wow, that's, it stuck with me right up to that blog post and it's still there. So um, yeah. mm, that warms my heart. I'm so happy that it could be that. And, you know, the reminder for all of us is that we all have something so, so special each person is this unique representation of life and we need one another. We need that uniqueness to continue to move forward. And trust me, I've gone through, you know, we've all gone through those doubts, right? Um, but we're all so different in our approach to whatever your gift is. It's still unique and it's still something we all need to experience. Um, so like you're saying, Shane, for everyone to just hold on that it's going to be okay. Well, thank you, Shane. This was wonderful. Always love chatting with you and just getting the chance to learn more about your story and just how inspiring it really is. And that you've written two novels during while going to college. That's, that's just so amazing and working. And working. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm excited to see your new work coming out this year and excited as always to, to see the new uh, writings that you'll do on the LYF platform and the many more grant applications I'm sure we have in our path. <laughs> 
So thank you, Shane. Of course, of course. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in. And as always, please leave us a review so we can continue to grow. And thank you, Shane. Thank you. Thank you.